I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Security services firm Redspin recently released its annual report on health data breaches. The report found that in 2013, approximately 35% of major data breaches were due to lost or stolen unencrypted laptops and other portable computing devices. Today I'm speaking with Redspin CEO Dan Berger, who will be discussing what healthcare organizations can do to improve their breach prevention efforts involving portable computing devices. Hi, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Marianne. Thank you very much for having me. Now, for starters, why are mobile breaches so common, and what are healthcare providers doing wrong with their mobile security? First, looking back, we need to make the distinction between purely mobile devices and portable computing devices. For example, mobile devices would refer more in the sense to smartphones or tablets, whereas the biggest culprit by far in data breaches have been laptops and other portable media. And why is it so common? The problem is really twofold. First, the issue of encryption it's been widely cited and discussed as being the major problem. And to a large extent, it is. If any of these laptops or a laptop containing PHI is encrypted, gets lost or stolen, it wouldn't even qualify as a breach. But we think there's another factor here at play as well. Providers really need to ask themselves, why were there thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of patient records on the laptop in the first place? So now, what steps should healthcare providers take to better manage the security of these portable devices? So we think the right place for that kind of analysis and implementation of safeguards should stem out of a HIPAA security risk analysis. Uh, we often find that some some of those HIPAA audits or security assessments are really limited towards compliance with HIPAA, and your compliance just doesn't cut it you really need to dig deeper in your HIPAA security risk analysis to look at technical issues, operational issues, and organizational issues. For example, you can't claim to have done a comprehensive HIPAA security risk analysis if you've never even detected that 100,000 patient records were on an unencrypted laptop. So it kind of stems from, you know, it starts from the starting point, which is the HIPAA security risk analysis. Once you've determined your overall risks and you can put them in context in priority order, it will really jump out at you that the encryption of laptops is really just the, the risk return on that action is just so great compared to um, running the risk of a breach that it almost becomes, it just becomes obvious that that should be done. So everything should be done in context of a HIPAA security risk analysis, but you're going to find that as you look at the risk and the things that will cost your organization the most money, you'll see that unencrypted laptops pose the biggest threat and therefore deserve the highest priority attention. What do you think healthcare providers should do to improve their risk assessment when it comes to mobile devices? What are they missing? What should they be doing? Typically, what we find is they just don't look deep enough. I think if you do a HIPAA security risk analysis, there's a temptation to want to rush through it to look at the HIPAA guidelines and say, you know, if we've covered, you know, all of these issues, we've got to tick the box and there's a kind of false sense, no pun intended, but a kind of a false sense of security. And as I mentioned, we believe you've got to dig deeper. You've got to look at the technical issues in regard to safeguarding PHI. 
the operational issues, you know, the operational issues that would lead to, hey, someone's got a laptop, and as part of their job function, they may have tens of thousands of patient records on a on a laptop. She really asked the question, is that an operational necessity before you just allow that to occur? It may be, but once you realize that, once you've had that discussion, then you're able to isolate that as an incident of, of risk that you're accepting, and maybe your mitigating control can be, well, we definitely should encrypt that that device. So we just don't think that most of the security ourselves get into that level of detail. So it's really why we stress that these are um, comprehensive steps of work that affect not only policies and procedures, but also technical safeguards, the organizational responsibilities and accountabilities, and your overall the operation of your enterprise. What's so hard about encryption for healthcare providers? Why have healthcare providers been doing a relatively poor job with encryption, and what can they do to improve that? Encryption, it's gotten better over the years, particularly encryption of individual desktops and laptops as far as the cost goes and the complexity, but those have been the, the major hindrances in the past have been have been cost and complexity. The costs are coming down, but it's still an investment someone needs to make and someone needs to put up to budget and get approval. And kind of without that countervailing justification, which there's plenty of now because there's plenty of instances of fines and you know other types of costs associated with breach that should easily justify this from a, for purely from a cost standpoint. But, you know, in the overall scheme of things, as a provider is uh, managing their, their overall budgets and then their IT budget, encryption of individual devices seem to have just fallen down the list in terms of their uh, prioritization. And I think the complexity is another factor. It's just one more layer of complexity that IT has to take on from the organization standpoint and that individual users have to take on. And in many cases, your typical healthcare provider computer user isn't the most well-trained in terms of their the technical level of what they're doing on the, on the device. So lots of training involved and find lots of user resistance just because it's that one more that one more extra thing that they're in some in some cases actually somewhat afraid of. And they're afraid of in the sense that they it's not something they understand. So they're not they're kind of resistant to doing it. In the Redspin's report, you say that encryption being an quote addressable requirement of HIPAA is still widely and correctly considered as something less than mandatory. Now, what do you think the federal government could do to address this problem? It's really a pet peeve of mine because theoretically, when one reads the the HIPAA security rule, you can understand that addressable does not mean optional. It means that you should fully consider the issue, you should document your consideration, you should weigh the risks, weigh the pros and cons. And if you decide not to encrypt, you should also document that you've implemented some sort of compensated control. But the problem with that is that not everyone reads it that thoroughly and and really has that as the takeaway. So in general terms, I'd say most people see addressable and they assume optional or at least, as I said in the report, less than mandatory. You know, I think the government should take a firm stand here. You know, there's been, um, the HIPAA security rule has kind of, it's been around since 2005. There's been very, very, actually, I don't think any specific amendments to it per se. But I think the issue of encryption of data at rest, uh, uh, particularly on portable devices, um, is something that with one stroke of the pen, the federal government could make it a mandatory requirement and significantly reduce breaches. So I think that's why I mentioned that I think 
both providers and the federal government share some of the blame here because the governments tread lightly on some of the restrictions trying to allow for people with different environments to be able to have lots of flexibility depending on your size. And But I really think that it's become such a big issue. When you look at the statistics, it's been the consistently largest source of breaches over the four years that we've been tracking them. Um, I think it's time to make it a, a mandatory requirement. The federal government can do that. Do you think that's something that should have been addressed perhaps in the HIPAA omnibus final rule? I don't know if it would have come up in that context, possibly. I know there was a lot of discussion about the issue actually pertaining to stage two meaningful use, um, where CMS actually had lengthy discussions of what they should include in regard, because by the time stage two became under discussion and review, it was clear that this was a major source of data breach. And CMS opted to include the words, you know, call out and shine a light on the issue of encryption by calling it into the stage two core requirement for uh, eligible hospitals and eligible providers in the context of doing a a security risk analysis. And then you should also make sure that you've addressed the issue of encryption of data at rest. But they stopped there. And I think the the reason they stopped there was because they felt that the EHR incentive program probably wasn't the place to (laughs) make a modification to the HIPAA security rule. From a legal or governmental standpoint, that's probably correct. But at the same time, I think the two agencies aren't completely separate, and I think the pressure should have been put back on... uh, on the Office of Civil Rights and HSS to, to really look at that issue and we still encourage that. In fact, when Redspin does a HIPAA security risk assessment, one of our findings will always be, or one of our recommendations will always be to encrypt reportable devices uh, despite it not being a mandatory requirement. What should healthcare providers do to ensure that their business associates are also protecting PHI on portable devices? Well, that's a great question. I think the issue of business associates now is has taken on a whole new relationship now by, by virtue of the omnibus rule, and this is one place I will give uh, the federal government great great credit for finalizing the omnibus rule, extending the direct liability for data breach to business associates, and also requiring that a business associate uh, be fully compliant with the HIPAA security rule. So right now, you know, you never get away completely from the shared responsibility that a provider has about its its PHI, even if it shares it with the BA and the BA has direct liability. There's still kind of a shared responsibility to keeping it safe. But I think the fact that the business associates have a direct accountability now to the government, not just to the provider, makes them more attuned to listening and more attuned to having these kind of discussions with the providers. And so I think the providers, again, I, we encourage this in every area, not just about protecting PHI on mobile, on mobile or, or portable devices, but down every area that has to do with um, safeguarding PHI, that providers and business associates have a much broader, uh, much more open conversation about what things they both should be doing to ensure secure PHI chain of custody. So, you know, I, I would hope that a health provider would be very, very willing to share, you know, here's what we're doing because, you know, one of the clauses in the business associate contract, in most, in most of the contracts, has been that the business associate agrees to keep PHI 
as safe, as protected, as confidential as the provider itself. So I think if the provider then says, okay, you know, calling that contract clause out, um, here's what we're doing on portable devices. We're, we're encrypting them all. So you should be doing that too. I think there's more, there'll be more receptivity now. Finally, what key components should be part of a healthcare provider's bring your own device policy in order to improve protection of patient data on personally owned devices? And how can they enforce these policies? So we've been talking so far this morning about, uh, about portable devices, and I, I was careful to delineate that from, from mobile devices and BYOD, but it's a virtual certainty that this same problem, the same problem that's been plaguing laptops and other portable media, will soon extend to, to mobile devices such as smartphones and tablets. And one of the things we've observed over the last such a short period of time the last year maybe, or year and a half, the, the, the rapid rise in prevalence of VAOD makes today kind of the wild west of mobile computing and to extend the analogy. In other words, there's no sheriff in town. So uh, organizations have to get a handle on this. It's a clear and present problem. You'll find the same thing. You'll find PHI creeping on to, to smartphones. You'll see it creeping on to tablets. Um, you'll see that they're not encrypted. And the solution here is really tricky because it's got to be more of a holistic solution than a technical solution or than a policy solution. You know, you can't just, it takes more than a mobile device management system, more than acceptable use policies. You know, even to some organizations have, have implemented contracts with individual employees. You know, we, we agree that we'll follow these rules. All those things are good, but they're still not good enough. At the end of the day, the problem with BIOD is both the fact that a user, or it comes down to the fact that a user using their own cell phone or their own tablet has a different psychological feeling towards that device. They, it's theirs. So they really feel like they can do what they want with it. <laughs> and, uh, and you really can't get out of it. It's something they put in their briefcase and bring it home at night. They bring it in the morning. They use it at home. And so it's very hard to get to change that psychological dynamic. So it takes – what we recommend is a really holistic, multi-pronged approach here. It eventually comes down to an overall solution, which I'll talk, at the, talk about at the very end. But the things you need to include would be the policies. And these would be policies that – not that you're enforcing on your employees, but that your employees are actually accepting as policies, that they have, you've had discussions and there's been feedback and that both parties now agree this is something that's important to the organization. You do have to determine what is acceptable use in your organization. You've got to make it clear that it will be enforced and there'll be sanctions for people violating it. Most importantly, you need to train the users on mobile security and how they keep their own devices secure, what things are considered security risks, how do they, do they even know how to set passwords on their own phones. Some, some people don't. And then you've got to bring this whole thing through kind of a corporate communications, security awareness training into this overall organizational awareness of this is a real issue. This is a risk that our organization is running. Great that we can use these devices at work, but it's a risk, and to have that privilege of using them at work, we need to understand that it is a risk to exposing confidential information. So what all that boils down to is something we recently heard of you know, called CYOD, which is kind of a choose-your-own-device, and I think that more and more organizations are going to gravitate towards that type of solution where 
here are some mobile devices that are uh, approved by the by the company, approved by the organization. They have certain config options, and they preclude you from others. And either uh, those are the devices you have to use if you decide to bring them, bring your own devices into work. They have to be one of those devices. Or we'll get back to less of BYOD and more of a organizationally provided smartphones and and tablets that where the organization exerts more control over the over the whole whole game. Thanks, Dan. I've been speaking to Dan Berger of Redspin. I'm Marianne Kobasek McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.